Hey, I wanted to start off by saying thanks to everyone for supporting the podcast. You're all so amazing. And I hope my nightmares are giving you nightmares. Knowing My Nightmares now has a website. Check it out at kmnpodcast.com where you can check out each episode and submit your own nightmares to the podcast. Dreaming can sometimes take us to the past, reliving old memories, but also reliving old fears. Dreaming of the past can conjure up old demons, mistakes you've made and regrets you have. And these demons can bring on stress, slowly dripping darkness into your waking life and poisoning your mind. Throughout your life, these demons can stay with you, even if you don't know it, hiding in your subconscious, periodically revealing themselves just to remind you that they are there. The human mind tends to dream in sinister ways, filling your head with ghosts, poltergeists, and demons, malicious entities you didn't even know were there. Maybe they weren't there, maybe they found you, and they are trying to make contact. The realm of dreaming is often connected to the other side, or the afterlife. Making yourself known to entities from the other side is rarely a good idea. Whether it's contacting them from your waking life, or coming face to face with them in your dreams. So if you're wandering around your dreamscape and you see a demon, do not give it attention. And by all means, never say their name. I'm Charlie Conlon, and this is the nightmare I had last night. When I awoke inside my nightmare, I could hear that someone was inside my house. I don't... I don't know what to do. Where is it? I jumped out of bed and leaned out my bedroom door so I could listen more clearly as to where the voices were coming from. I just wanna It sounded like there was a man downstairs. In the room adjacent to mine, my brother was sleeping in his bed. No, no, it can't be. I must hurry. Someone is definitely in the house. I couldn't hear any movement, but it sounded like he was talking to himself. <sighs> Joey, wake up. <clears throat> Joey. What? I think the house is being broken into. Joey rolled over and sat up in his bed. What are you talking about? Come here, listen. He stepped over to the door and stuck his head out, listening down the stairs. I don't hear anything. There is definitely someone there. Listen. I'm going back to bed. This is serious. Okay, but I seriously don't care. Joey. Good night. I listened again, but couldn't hear anything. Maybe they've gone. I didn't feel comfortable going back to bed, knowing that someone could be wandering the house. So I grabbed a hockey stick just inside the door of my brother's room to arm myself. If someone's down there, they could be dangerous. The main stairway had a 10-foot high ceiling with a gigantic painting of an old fishing boat, put ashore in a field and propped up by cement blocks. 
the painting reached all the way to the top of the ceiling. I have walked past this painting hundreds of times while living in this house. However, something caught my eye. In the distance, behind the large ship, was an outline of a skinny man. There wasn't much detail. Interesting. I've never noticed him before. Floorboards creaked and cracked as I tiptoed down the stairs and onto the landing. I waited for a moment, listening for anyone who might still be downstairs thieving the house. But there were no sounds. I descended the rest of the stairs and entered into the living room. A stale quietness drifted through the house. Settled at the base of the stairs, I gripped the hockey stick and scanned through the darkness, looking for intruders and listening for movement. Help me. Someone help me. I don't want to go back. I can't go back. I haven't got much time. Someone, please. The air yanked from my lungs. There is someone here. I remained still so as not to generate any noise that could expose me. The man was in the kitchen. I inched through the living room, gradually approaching the kitchen, the hockey stick in attack position. I burst into the kitchen, ready to confront the intruder. But the kitchen was empty, and the talking had stopped. I backed against the wall and looked all around. Taken aback, I held the hockey stick in front of me more as a shield than a weapon. Someone was definitely here. Did they leave? No, I would have heard them. I hit the light switch next to me. As my eyes adjusted to the light, my body tingled with adrenaline. There's clearly no one in this room. Almost there. This will be mine. Yes. The voice. He is here. But back the way I came, that can't be. I looked through the kitchen door into the living room. I could hear him, but couldn't see. Go away. Hello? I called out confused more than anything, but there was no answer. The voice stopped. There was a sound next to me. One of the kitchen drawers slowly began to open by itself. It took me a moment to understand what I was witnessing. Then suddenly, one of the cupboards quickly opened, then another, and another. The room felt warm, and the air was thin. My chest felt heavy, and it was hard to breathe. Still standing in the doorway, I saw a broom leaning against the wall fall to the floor and then slide across the kitchen. The disembodied voice echoed all around the kitchen. I stared across the room, waiting for someone to appear, or something else to move. The room was quiet again, and the weight in the air lifted. The kitchen was in disarray from the haunting chaos. What are you doing? Uh, Joey. What's going on? Did you see that? See what? What the hell happened here? What was all that noise? There was someone here. What? Or something. Looks like someone was rummaging through the kitchen looking for stuff to steal. Look, the coin jar has been dumped out. He was right. A jar holding a large collection of loose change had been poured out across the counter. It was covered in a clear gelatin. Strange. He didn't steal any of the money. Oh, what's all over this? Oh god, it stinks. Someone wasn't here. What? Er, I guess they were. What do you mean? Th the cupboards opened and the broom moved on its own, I said, gesturing to the broom on the floor. Don't be an idiot. Come on, let's make sure everything is locked up. Wait, look. In the center of the kitchen, a fruit bowl was hovering steady five feet off the ground. It silently began to drift over to us. The bowl then stopped within an arm's reach. We just stared at it in disbelief. Then it dropped. Jesus! What the hell was that? See? That was insane! What just happened? I don't know. 
Broken glass and fruit scattered all across the kitchen floor, both of us equally freaked out. An eerie feeling weighed over us as we sat in the living room silently, trying to grip with the reality of the situation. Have you ever seen anything like that before? No, I haven't. It was a ghost. Don't be stupid. No, really. What else could it be? First the voices, now this? I wonder if it's someone we know. Maybe a past relative? We should find out. Joey jumped up from the living room couch and ran upstairs to his room. I sat on a chair, hoping he returned soon, so I'm not alone for very long. This whole situation was unnerving, and I felt like I was being watched. Joey returned with an old wooden box. What's that? You'll see. Joey placed the old mahogany box on the coffee table. There was a metal latch on the surface that he unhooked. He then opened the top, revealing the contents of the case. It was a Ouija board. Joey took the board, which was the same rich mahogany as the box, and placed it on the table. No, no, we aren't doing this. Come on, we can find out who this is. This is a bad idea. Don't be stupid. Put your hand on the planchette. Joey said, now kneeling on the ground with his hands on the cursor. The wooden planchette had a glass center that magnified the letters on the board. Begrudgingly, I sat on the ground and placed my hand on the cursor. What do we do? Well, we ask it a question. This is stupid. Shut up. Okay. We would like to speak to the ghost who haunts this house. Both our hands held the planchette. Joey had his eyes closed, but I was looking all around the room. The cursor didn't move. There was no answer. Joey winked one eye open, and I looked around. Hmm. Let me try something different. We should stop. Quiet. Is someone in the room with us? Both Joey and I stared at the planchette on the board. Once again, it didn't move. All of a sudden, the air was heavy, and the same feeling as I felt in the kitchen washed over my body. Based on my brother's expression, I could see he felt it too. Who is in this room with us? The planchette began to vibrate, then wiggle. Then it started to move. Joey and I looked at each other, then back at the table. The cursor shifted over to F, then I, sliding to N, and finally stopping at D. Find? What does that mean? What are you trying to find? The lights all around the room began to flicker, and the house breathed through the vents, walls, and wood. Joey, quiet. What are you trying to find? Joey asked, looking around the room. The planchette began to move again. This time, the cursor moved to C, then O, followed by I, then finally N. Coin? That's weird. Why are you looking for a coin? Joey and I remained still, watching the board, waiting for a response, but the cursor didn't move. Who are we speaking to? The house shook. Then, the lights went out. From across the room, footsteps hurried over to us. And just as the footsteps were upon us, the lights flashed back on, and there was no one there. Then the planchette began to move quickly. M. A. M. M. O. N. Mammon? Just as the words left my mouth, the cursor flew from our hands and slid from side to side on the board, spelling out M. A. M. M. O. N. Again over and over again, moving back and forth on the board. Ah! What? Stop! What's happening? The wooden board started to smoke from the moving cursor. The lights all around the room got really bright, then broke. I grabbed the Ouija board and threw it across the room. Outside, the sun was peeking over the horizon. 
Joey and I stood in the living room, looking at the Ouija board on the ground. That was intense. Mammon, I wonder who that is. Joey carefully picked up the Ouija board. Dark lines were burnt into the wood between the six letters that spelt out the name Mammon. A few days had passed, and nothing strange had happened since that night. My brother and I carried on with our day to day, going to work, hanging out with friends, keeping the events of that night to ourselves, mainly because we didn't want to believe it was real. We were afraid more than anything. I'm just glad it's over with. Or, so I thought. On a sunny afternoon, I arrived home, entering in through the back door which led into the kitchen. The house smelled like skunk or rotting eggs. I walked to the fridge and grabbed a cold beer and cracked it open, then took a long gulp to quench my thirst. It cooled my body. Just what I needed on this hot day. I entered into the living room and immediately stopped dead in my tracks. Across the room, standing at the bottom of the stairs, was a skinny, naked old man. He was smiling at me. I didn't know what to do. I just stood there staring at him. He just stood there staring at me. The man's smile faded and his expression was more serious now. I slowly backed into the kitchen from where I had come, towards the back door, so I had a clear path to make a quick escape. The old man stared forwards, but not at me, just a vacant stare in my direction. Suddenly, he began to fade. I could see the TV room through his naked translucent body. The man turned to the stairs and vanished as he began walking up the stairs to the second floor. I stood in the kitchen in shock. A couple hours later, Joey arrived home, and it was dark outside. Joey and I sat down in the living room. Occasionally, I looked over his shoulder at the stairwell as I explained to him what had happened. I guess this isn't over. No. This spirit, Mammon, I don't think he means us harm. I think he's just looking for something. The coin. Yeah, right. Joey got up from the couch and stepped over to the staircase and looked up. Maybe if we help him find it, he can move on. We should go up. I don't know. Maybe we should call someone. Like who? Joey placed his foot on the first step of the stairs, grabbing the railing and looking up to the second floor. Joey, wait. Let's bring this. I grabbed a crucifix off the wall, hoping that maybe it will come in handy. Come on, let's go. He said with a grin on his face. We ascended the stairs, slowly making our way to the top. The smell throughout the house was worse here. It felt hot in my nose. Oh god, what's that smell? We reached the top of the second floor, and all the lights were on. Have you been up here? No, not since I saw the man. Look! Joey pointed to the floor where some coins were scattered on the ground. The coins formed a path leading into one of the rooms. Pennies, nickels, and dimes all covered in the same clear goo. Joey followed the line of change, and I followed behind. He stepped into a room where a piggy bank had been smashed. The contents of the piggy bank were thrown all around, and more of the slime was in the room as well. I don't understand. Why go through all the trouble and not take any of the money? I remained standing outside the room where Joey was inspecting the coins and foul-smelling slime. I looked down the hall, and to my amazement, at the very end was the naked old man squatting down vigorously scratching at the floorboards in the corner. Lost. Must get. Must stay. 
Joey, still standing at the other end of the room, could see based on my horrified expression that I had discovered something. What is it? What are you looking at? Mammon. Where is he? He's at the end of the hall, looking right at me. The skinny naked man was now standing, facing me at the other end of the hallway. He looked angry. The floorboards behind him were ripped and torn. I gripped the crucifix and firmly pointed it at Mammon in front of me. Leave this house, I yelled. The ghost smiled and laughed. <laughs> then, all at once, each door on the second floor slammed shut. Hey, open the door! Mammon broke into a run straight for me. He shoved my chest hard with both his hands. I was thrown to the floor. Then Mammon vanished. I jumped to my feet and busted the door open for Joey. What the hell happened? He attacked me. What? Where'd he go? I... I don't know. Look at the floor. Burned into the wood were footprints, left behind by Mammon. At the end of the hall, I inspected the floorboards where he was aggressively scratching. There was a small opening, so I pulled away at the remaining wood. Through the dust and darkness, under the floorboards, I could see a shimmer. I reached my hand in and pulled out a gold coin, about the size of a poker chip. On one side of the coin, there was a star entangled with a snake eating its own tail in the shape of an infinity symbol. On the other side of the coin was simply a nail pointing up through a circle and an arrow pointing across. Ugh, these footprints smell just like that slime, but worse. The coin was ancient and beautiful. I couldn't look away from its magnificent craftsmanship. What is that? Huh? What did you find? Oh, nothing. Just a coin. A coin? Let me see. No. Joey stopped and looked at me puzzled. Just let me see. Joey grabbed my hand and forced it open to see the coin. He looked for only a moment until I pulled it back. He looked at his hand, then at mine holding the coin. It's beautiful. Give it to me. No, it's mine. Give me the coin. Like before, the air became thin and hot, and my chest was heavy. But this time, it brought on an anger. He looked at me with rage in his eyes. I gripped the coin, then he attacked me. Give it to me! Get off! I found it! It's mine! We fought throughout the upstairs hallway. I protected the coin and he challenged me for it, breaking each other, brother against brother. Finally, he shoved me hard against the wall and I dropped the coin and he quickly snatched it up. I laid on the ground and he stared at the coin, rubbing its edges. Suddenly, there was a voice. We looked all around for where it was coming from. Through my influence of want and greed, humanity has bled for power and need. At the end of the hall, Mammon materialized. His naked body floated a foot off the ground. He silently hovered slowly toward us. For an eternity, I've searched for which you hold, smelted on earth, but made of demon gold. Mammon raised his hand up, and Joey lifted off the ground. Then he whipped his body against the wall, Joey dropped the coin and I quickly grabbed it and made a break for the stairs. The demon appeared in front of me, now flying high above the staircase. Mammon, I yelled out. Immediately my body became frozen. I could no longer feel the hardwood under my feet as the demon Mammon lifted me up, 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 face to face with him. His sickly skin was covered in slime and he reeked of sulfur and his eyes were made of gold. Mammon reached forwards and effortlessly took the coin from my hand, leaving burn marks on my skin. With this coin, I'm able to remain, driving this realm into suffering and pain. I lifted higher, up to the top of the staircase's ceiling. 
Up here, I could see the top of the boat painting. The skinny old man was no longer in the painting. It was him all along. Then, without warning, Maimon released me from his telekinetic grip, dropping me down the stairs. Then I woke up. memory plays a huge part in our lives. Whether we actively try to search our memory to remember someone's name, or our memory is passively triggered by a smell or a feeling, spontaneously forcing our minds to remember something we thought we'd forgotten. For some, these memories are filled with good times spent with family and friends, and each time you look back on your life, you're wrapped in a warm nostalgia. However, not everyone can be so lucky. For some, memory can be a curse, filled with horror, sadness, and regret. We all have bad memories, past negative experiences that can haunt us, creating stress and anxiety, which can cause turbulent dreamscapes and develop into nightmares, slowly manifesting into something you can't escape, or worse, attracting negative spirits. To break down my nightmare, I'll start from the beginning. At the beginning of the nightmare, I awoke to an intruder in my house. The person was downstairs and talking to himself. Nightmares that include home invaders are relatively common, but the overall feeling of this nightmare was familiar. Dreaming of a home invader may hint that someone or something could be intruding in your waking life. It's important to try and identify who or what is breaking into your house in the dream. By figuring this out, you may be able to identify the problem in your waking life. For example, you may have a friend or a relative breaking into your house in the dream, and this could metaphorically mean that you feel they are invading your waking life. Maybe they are encroaching on your personal space, or affecting your peace of mind. If it is someone you don't know, or a malevolent spirit breaking into your house, then it could be a manifestation of your own stress and anxiety spawned by your subconscious. Next, I descended down the stairs to investigate who was in my house. Typically, in a dream, if you are in a house, that house and the condition it's in is a representation of your body and mind. Going downstairs can mean you are metaphorically walking down into your subconscious mind. In this case, I was walking down to face an intruder, so this could mean that there is something intruding on my subconscious. In the nightmare, I came to know that I wasn't faced with someone breaking into my house. I was faced with something haunting it. This isn't the first time a dark entity has invaded my dreams. In fact, this dream entity seems to have followed me throughout my life. Seeing a ghost in a dream can mean there is unfinished business in your waking life that you need to own up to, face, and accept. However, this was no ordinary spirit. This was a demon, and a demon I have faced before. Reoccurring dreams can start at a young age. 
Like memories, these dreams can occur periodically throughout our lives. These dreams are often matched with strong negative images that leave an impression in your memory, which is why you recognize reoccurring dreams each time they happen. Reoccurring dreams are often caused by something in your waking life you have yet to accept, or possibly bad memories you actively try and forget. Breaking down the dream images and understanding what they mean to you can help pinpoint what in your waking life you need to acknowledge. If you struggle with past traumatic experiences, it is possible these dark times in your life can move from your memory and into your dreams, replaying in your nightmares and forming into simulations causing you to relive the ordeal over and over. A lot of the time when people experience a reoccurring dream, it's the same dream each time, the same predictable story with the same set and characters. For me, however, it seems to be a different story and a different setting, but the same character. This spirit has been in many of my dreams in the past, stalking me, haunting me, and he's becoming more aggressive. In the nightmare, my brother and I made contact with a spirit through a Ouija board. Even though this was just a dream, the powers of a Ouija board are still strong and shouldn't be used unless you know what you are doing. Ouija boards were originally created as a toy in 1890. A Ouija board is a board which contains the letters of the alphabet, numbers counting from 0 through to 9, the words yes, no, and goodbye. The board also contains a planchette, which is usually a wooden cursor with a glass center. The idea is that you and a friend both place your hands on the planchette and call upon a spirit, then ask it questions. There are rules that go along with using a Ouija board and talking to spirits. It is important that you always mind your manners, don't ask about you or anybody else's future, and always say goodbye when you are done. Not doing so can leave the conversation open like a gate, and any spirit or demon can walk through. The Ouija board wasn't considered demonic when it was created but it would gain a reputation over the years as a tool to contact demons and cause demonic possessions. Stories began to surface of demons acting as your deceased loved ones and tricking you into letting them in. There is one demon in particular known as Zuzu, also known as Zozo or Zeze. This demon impersonates other spirits and gains the trust of the people using the Ouija board. This spirit then spells their name out on the board, Zuzu moving back and forth from Z to U, over and over. Moving the planchette back and forth like this is bad. Some say it is the spirit trying to open a gate so it can cross over into the land of the living. Dreaming of a Ouija board could mean that you are trying to make contact with your own subconscious, but also that you may be letting dark energy into your life. In the dream, the spirit revealed themselves as Mammon, According to Christian theology, Mammon is the demon of wealth and greed, greed being one of the seven deadly sins. There are demons that correspond with each of the seven deadly sins. They are Beelzebub, Gluttony, Leviathan, Envy, Balfagor, Sloth, Asmodeus, Lust, Lucifer, Pride, Mammon, Greed, and Satan, who is Wrath. Just saying these demon names is considered bad, 
Uttering any of these names makes you known to them, and these demons will seek you out. And it seems that Mammon has found me. The demon god Mammon can influence a man to want wealth over love, destroying families and corrupting the heart. Through his influence, people build up worldly treasures over virtues. Seeing Mammon in a dream could mean that I am becoming too greedy and that I need to humble myself and pay more attention to what matters. The coin that I found in the dream could be the object I am always trying to get my hands on, but every time I get it, there's always another coin, something else I need to get, and I never enjoy the things I have. To dream of a coin denotes success and wealth, but in the dark context of this dream, that could mean it was at a cost. Alternatively, it could mean you feel like you are spending too much money and you're financially stressed. In the nightmare, I was with my brother in our childhood home. Being alongside him reminded me of when we used to hang out as kids, staying up late at night and getting up to no good. Seeing a brother or a sister in a dream can show you what condition your relationship with them is in. It can also serve as a reminder that you have certain characteristics that they have. In the end, however, we fought for the greed of the coin. Dreaming that you are fighting with a family member can show that you have repressed anger towards them, that you are too afraid to express in your waking life. I feel that I have a good relationship with my brother, so these feelings I felt could be from when we used to fight as kids. In the end, Mammon took the coin he so desired and destroyed me. To dream that you die could mean that you are putting old habits to death. In this case, it could be spending habits and transitioning into a life without greed. Alternatively, you could argue that Mammon got the upper hand and is now in control. I'm sure he isn't gone and I will see him again, possibly in a different form. This dark entity that is lying dormant in my subconscious, feeding off my energy. Or possibly, just possibly, he got what he needed to step out into my waking life. This episode was written by me, Charlie Conlon. The Demon Mammon was voiced by Anthony Germonte, and the voice of my brother was played by Paul Benet. I hope you enjoyed this scary story, and I want to hear your scary stories. Email the podcast at knowingmynightmares at gmail.com to send me your horrifying nightmares, and it could be featured in upcoming episodes. Rate and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow me at KMN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for all things nightmarish. And remember... If things get too scary, you can always wake up.